Finding books that give you the same bloody good time as an 80s horror movie can be challenging, but never fear, that's what we're here to do. Hello and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Lexi to talk about and share some of our favorite summer slashers. Welcome, Lexi. Hi. I, I forgot that I needed to talk. <laughs> You're like, I'm, oh, I'm just I'm listening. So, I'm so used to being on like live, but people can see me. So yeah. I can like nod and make faces and it's totally okay. I was like, oh, people can only hear my voice. So I should say something. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, before we jump into the discussion and recommendations, I'd like to know what you're currently reading and what your last five-star read was. Um, okay, so my last five-star read I'm actually going to talk about later. Um, but before that, it was a long time ago in April. I'm having a sad reading year. Um, and it, it it's okay. It was When the Reckoning Comes by Latanya Queen. Yes, I have that on my TBR. That's good to know it was a five stars. It was so, so good. And it's also like fairly short. I mm-hmm. love a good short book. So. Oh, yeah. You're going to see that from me tonight. Yeah. Or today in this episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and what are you currently reading? I have just started. She started it by, I think it's pronounced Sharn Gilbert. It's an Irish name. Okay. So it doesn't look like so that. basically it's, what it's, you're saying is I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I have I have as well. Um, but yeah, well, I started the audiobook and I was like, oh, and I listened to it like four times and I think it's Sharn. Okay, I've been saying <laughs> Cyan Gilbert like the whole I, same, time. <laughs> same. I posted a video today and said Cyan Gilbert. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, it's S-I-A-N Gilbert. That's the author yes. we're talking about. And I'm going to have all of the books that we talk about linked in the show notes. So if we mess anything up, people will know what we were trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you hear the word slasher, what immediately comes to mind? I think of the iconic movie characters, but I actually don't really watch movies. Um, so I can't tell you the plot of almost any of them other than the basic, like, slasher formula. I have seen some of them, like, a long time ago, um, but it's probably been, like, 10 years. So I know slashers better in books than movies, but it's still the characters of the movies that I think about first. So I immediately think about, like, Jason, Freddy, like the classic slasher films, mm-hmm. um, and the Scream franchise. I love the Scream franchise. Um, but most often I hear the term used for movies rather than books, um, but they can have the slasher trope as well. And that's what we're here to talk about. So just for anybody that doesn't know out there, maybe they're new to the genre, maybe they're exploring it, slashers are a subgenre of horror that revolve around a psychopath who stalks and subsequently murders people. The killer is frequently depicted as being motivated by revenge, but 
it can be other things as well. The genre was first popularized by director John Carpenter with his 1978 film Halloween. Some hardcore fans distinguish between true slashers, um, which adhere strictly to the conventions of the genre, and regular slasher films, which feature similar themes but fall outside of the genre's conventions. Since we're chatting about books, I'm going to go ahead and say that our recommendations will loosely be classified as slashers. Um, Some may actually be slashers, but we're just doing this for fun. I'm not a hardcore fan, so take my recommendations for what what they are. Um, but these are the closest like slashers that I've read. And I really do like this genre. I have a bunch that are on my list and like on my radar that I want to read. Um, but I just I I'm still kind of new to horror. I would say like in the last maybe three years, I've started reading more horror than ever before. And I have found that I really do love slashers. <laughs> for so, some reason. They're so fun. Like, there's one that one of my recommendations that I feel so weird saying that I loved it because of the kills that happen in it. But it's just, it's a good time. I don't know. I feel like the authors get really creative and you're like, Oh my goodness, that's terrifying. But I like to be scared a little bit. Mm -hmm. So um, let's go ahead and jump into the recommendations. Why don't you start us off with your first one? My first one is Cirque Berserk by Jessica Guest. This is actually on Kindle Unlimited. It's part of a series, but it's a series of standalones. And it is following two different timelines. One is in 1989, and the other one is in 2019. And in the summer of 1989, there was a like very brutal extreme massacre at a local carnival, and that is called Cirque Berserk. It's a bunch of teens that commit this massacre so it's kind of nuts and then they all disappear so this carnival is now abandoned and we are following in 2019 where this group of teenagers are on their like senior summer trip and they are really bored with it and they decide that they're going to go investigate Cirque Berserk because it's really close to where they are so they get there and very quickly the things start to um, go wrong and it's so much fun. It's really interesting because music is actually a big part of this book. Um, The book is separated into different parts and part one, like the chapter titles are song titles. So the first one is I want to dance with somebody. Um, Some of there's a share one in here. So it's, it's so fun. Ah. And the the characters are really good, and it has an interesting explanation. Oh, I love that. That is one that is on my radar. I I love, like, a carnival, circus, Mm -hmm. fair, like, anything like that I think could be super creepy. So, oh, it sounds so good. Um, Okay, so my first recommendation is Paradise Club by Tim Meyer. And if you want something like (laughs) tropical, but lots of unique kills, then this is the one for you. So on this one, guests arrive at an all-inclusive Paradise Club resort without knowing that they've entered a game that the brochure didn't quite advertise. It's called The Skirmish, and it's a dangerous game 
pitting the resort guests against a gang of bloodthirsty maniacs. So there's multiple killers happening. I love games in my books, like in general, like it could be Me like a too. clue, murder mystery dinner party, or it could be the skirmish, you know, I love that too. Um, but this one takes the cake for the most twisted. I will say it lost me a bit at the end of the story. Like if you know my taste in books and you actually read this book, you'll be like, Gwen didn't like that part. It went a little like bizarro kind of world. But the kills, the multiple perspectives from the guests and the people behind the scenes of the game. Like I said, the kills were unique and the kills were varied. It wasn't like the same thing was happening over and over again. If you're looking for a true slasher with multiple killers and a high body count, then this one is for you. And I love the cover as well. Such a great cover. It's so good. I actually have it sitting beside me because I'm going to be reading it soon. I cannot <laughs> wait because I love games as well. Like it's one of my absolute favorite things. And I love a good, weird, strange twist. So okay. <laughs> uh, that is kind of a theme in a lot of my recommendations. Um, not, not so much... Actually, never mind. Cirque Berserk is weird as well. Um, some of them are weirder than others, but that is just one of my favorite things. So I like it's a five star prediction for me. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. <laughs> what do you want to recommend next? Um, my next recommendation is Night of the Mannequins by Stephen Graham Jones. OK, hear me out. I know a lot of people don't like this book. And not saying you're wrong, but I think that people go in with incorrect expectations. I kind of want to, I like, I definitely wanted to bring it up because I feel like maybe the wrong people are picking it up. Um, but we are following a group of friends and they decide that they're going to play this prank on one of their friends that works in a movie theater. So they sneak in these like parts of a mannequin that they used to play with as a kid. And then it seems like the mannequin has come to life and walks out of the movie theater. So our main character decides that he needs to be the hero of the story. And after that, uh, it's a, an interesting turn of events. Uh, but there's plenty of slashing. People are expecting all of these mannequins to like be attacking people. And it's more smaller scale uh, than that. So I think people are just going in expecting something different. And the synopsis is intentionally vague. But also, it's not a lie. So I think there's just like different ways to interpret it. And people tend to interpret it the incorrect way and then they don't enjoy it but I just feel like you need to go into it with an open mind and it's so much fun very disturbing okay good I love that um okay my next recommendation is kill river I don't know how to say the author's name actually it's a very I'm gonna have it linked in the show notes okay so kill river it's part of a trilogy I believe I've only read the first book um and I was a little bit duped because it's an adult novel but the characters in the book are like young, like mm -hmm. 13, 14 to 17 years old. So it takes place in 1983. 
And I love books set in the 80s and the 90s. Like, I don't know what it is. I just love it. So, and it follows 13-year-old Cindy, who is sent away to summer camp by her parents. She's there for a very brief period. She ends up meeting some new friends. And there's four, like, younger teens that hatch a plan to steal a raft from the camp and sneak away from the camp and float their way down the river. And then who knows what their plan is after that. (laughs) But along the way, they find a seemingly abandoned water park so that goes back to like that carnival fair like I just love Mm -hmm. it you know um and then that is where the terror begins I like I said I do wish the characters were a bit older and I wish the water park wasn't like explained in extreme detail those were my only two drawbacks because like I've been to a water park I get how it works. I don't need to know which way the water is flowing, how the flowers and the path look, like that sort of thing. But the terror was real and there was quite the body pile up happening. So if you want something like quick and fun, I would recommend it. It, it is terrifying to think that like at a water park this could happen. <laughs> that was so. a very fun cover too. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know if I'm going like, to continue in the series because like, I don't know. Like I'm like, should I just finish the first one and then not continue on. So if you've read this, let me know. Find me on Instagram at talkbookish podcast. Let me know if I should continue in the series. <laughs> yeah, I have not read that one, but it's one I'm interested in. My next one is called Taste Like Candy and it's by Ivy Tholen. This is another amusement park one. So mm-hmm. very fun. And um, this actually also has teenagers in it, but they are going into their senior year of high school so it's a bit older um they have this tradition at their school where seniors who have just graduated are putting on a scavenger hunt for the rising seniors so everyone that participated in the previous scavenger hunt gets to invite a new rising senior to participate so they set up this whole thing and it's this almost You don't compete to get into it, but it's something that everyone is kind of striving to be a part of. And typically it is at their high school, but this year it has been changed and is at a local amusement park. And it happens at night, so it is closed down. I think it might be off season or it's not running at the exact moment, but there is a security guard, so it's not abandoned or anything. They are going in to start the scavenger hunt and somebody is there to play a different kind of game with them. Uh, There is somebody chasing them in a mask with a very long rubber tongue. It's like very disgusting. Like I actually like, so whenever I read, I cannot picture things, but that was just in my brain. Um, And it was just so disturbing. (laughs) Just like thinking, thinking about this mask is just disgusting. This book does take a little bit to get into the slashing, but I think that it sets up the characters really well. So you care about them when things go wrong. Um, This, this one has some of the most interesting kill scenes in it ever. I was like screaming because (laughs) some of them, they are, they're something else, but it's very fun. They're very unique and it's a really good time. 
This is a really popular like slasher author that I have not read anything from. Um, Tastes Like Candy is on my list. Also, Mall Rats. Yeah. But it's M-A-U-L. Yep. Rat. I'm like, oh, and they have the best covers. Yeah. So that, I'm glad that that mask is not on the cover. I would be horrified. <laughs> I know that, yeah, that one. I really like the cover that they have. And yeah. um yeah, I I don't know if people would pick it up if it had the <laughs> other cover. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my next ones you've all probably read, but I feel like they fit into this like trope slasher genre. Um, I'm going to talk about The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix and The Final Girls by Riley Sager because obviously they deal with The Final Girl and that's like a big, you know, classic thing, even though maybe not the slashery stuff is happening, but Final Girls are definitely part of slashers. So The Final Girl Support Group by Gady Hendrix. While it's not my favorite Hendrix novel, I still love his writing. Um, you'd like to know more in-depth thoughts? I did a full book discussion with Jesse back in October of 2021. I will link the episode in the show notes. But the story follows Lynette, who is a real-life final girl that survived a massacre. Um, for more than a decade, she's been meeting with five other final girls and their therapist in a support group for those who survived the unthinkable. All different you know, incidents that they were in, but they've kind of come together in this support group. Um, And they're all working to put their lives back together. Then one woman misses a meeting and their worst fears are realized. Someone knows about the group and is determined to rip their lives apart again, piece by piece. And then, like I said, Final Girls by Riley Sager. This one, I love Riley Sager. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, This one, um, 10 years ago, a college student, Quincy, went on vacation with five friends and came back alone. I'm the only survivor of a horror movie scale massacre. Um, She instantly became a member of a club that no one wants to belong to, um, a group of similar survivors known in the press as the Final Girls. Now she's doing well. That is until Lisa, the first final girl, is found dead in her bathtub. Her wrists are slit and Sam, the second, appears on Quincy's doorstep. When new details about Lisa's death come to light, Quincy's life becomes a race against time as she tries to unravel Sam's truce from her lies, evade the police and hungry reporters, and most crucially, remember what happened at Pine Cottage before what was started 10 years ago is finished. I'm sure you've read both of these, but I I, loved that. I've actually only read Final Girls by Riley Sager. Okay. I've read a lot of other Grady Hendrix, but I have not read that one. Um, I have met both of them, though. I know! They're both (laughs) incredible. Uh, Grady Hendrix is a performer. He, it makes a lot of sense with his books, but he's just, he's a, like, big personality. And he's so fun and so nice. Um, Riley Sager is also nice, but I didn't be able, but I wasn't able to talk to him as much, but they're both incredibly funny. Uh, but I, I do need to read the final girl support group still. Yeah. I just feel like it would be amazing to meet either one. The fact that you mm-hmm. got to meet both, um, which she has pictures of them on her Instagram, which I will have linked in the show notes as well. So if you want to go check out her Instagram and see pictures with all the authors that she gets to meet, that's incredible. Um, but I do love Grady Hendrix's writing because it mixes horror and humor. And yes. that's something else that I found that I've really, really enjoyed in horror. So yeah. he does that so well. Okay, my next recommendation is Under the Blade by Matt Serafini. This is probably the most, like, typical, like, movie slasher that I have read in a book so far. Um, So at the very beginning, we open, and 
we are in the middle of a slashing scene and we are following our final girl and she is the only one that survives. So we are like witnessing that it's at a, like she's a camp counselor at the time and it's just like very horrific. So then 25 years later, she is in a situation where her job is not going well and she decides with some convincing from her friends that she's going to write a novel. Nope. She's going to write a memoir kind of accounting everything that happened. So she decides to go back to this town to kind of get some inspiration. And she starts to think that even though the killer was pronounced dead, that he's actually still alive and coming after her. So we are following a couple different perspectives, mainly our main girl, the uh, Melanie. She's the final girl. And um, she is going around trying to investigate different things. This one has a lot of slashing moments in it. It has like the typical villains. It's a lot of fun, but it has a weird twist. It's interesting. It's um, there's an element of this that is not in the synopsis, so I can't talk about, but it's really interesting. So it's not strictly a slasher. And then the final twist at the end, I would have never guessed that. Like, it's, it's, I liked it, but I think some people are going to be like, (laughs) what What? the heck? Like, (laughs) why? So, yeah, that is something to know about this one. But it, like, felt very much like a slasher movie with the typical villains. I'm getting so many good recommendations or confirming that these need to stay on my list for me to read. <laughs> yeah, I think all of them are on Kindle Unlimited that I've talked about, except for Night of the Mannequins. Okay, the next book that I want to talk about is 20th Anniversary Screening by Jeff Strand. If you're new to slashers and want to get a quick taste, I would say this is a good one. This is a mockumentary style dark comedy that recounts the grisly events surrounding the terrible slasher flick, The Roofer, remembered only because an obsessed fan tried to reenact the murders as they played out on the screen. So of course this is all fictional. Like this is not a real movie, y'all. Now, 20 years later, the same theater is holding an event to show the film again. But isn't that a bad idea? (laughs) Probably. Um, This was only like 100 pages. So you can literally read it so fast. And side note. So Jeff Strand is the author of this. And I just just finished before getting on to record the podcast a different book by him. Not a slasher. But it was wild. And I just have to quickly mention it. So it's called The Odds by Jeff Strand. And like I said, not a slasher, but this one is like kind of like a temptation games based horror novel. It's also fairly short. It's around like 250 pages. I'm reading it for the Midnight Society book club hosted by Elizabeth from Reading Riley, who has also been on the podcast. And it's basically about this man that has a gambling addiction. 
And he goes to Vegas for like a work trip and he ends up gambling away, losing like about 5,000. No, it was like close to 10. I don't know if it was like 5,000 or $10,000, but he loses a big chunk of change and he's trying to leave and get home. He's like, oh my gosh, my wife is going to kill me. But as he's trying to get out, this man approaches him and is like, oh, it looks like you're, you know, in dire straits. Let me help you out. Like if you play this game, like you could win $5,000. You have a 99% chance of winning. Um... And so the guy's like, okay, tell me more. So he says, here's this wheel. It has one through, like it has one through 99 and a zero. He says, if you land on any number, I will give you $5,000. And if you land on zero, we crush your arm. So with 99% chance of winning, he's like, okay, sure. So he goes through with it. He wins the $5,000. Then he says, okay, what about a 95% chance of winning? And if you lose, we crush your arm. And so, or something like that. Yeah, it went from 90, 99 to 90. And he was like, he was like, okay, cool, let's do it. So he wins. How much was it? It was like $50,000. And then he says, okay, 75% chance to win. And he's like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going home with my winnings. So he goes home and he gets the money. Like it was deposited into his PayPal account. But then the guy shows up in his town of like Kansas City and um, the game continues. But it's not like the wheel the whole time. It's like different twisted things. If you like squid games, I was going to say like this it book. sounds it like that. So I don't it's... I don't really watch TV. And yeah. okay, uh, since we're going off on a little tangent, I have another <laughs> game recommendation for you. It's actually a manga and it's a TV show, but it is Alice in Borderland. And oh, I've been wanting to watch oh, that. I am obsessed with it. Like it is so good that you can see right here. But yeah, these I just uh-huh. bought them all brand new. Oh, my goodness. Like, so so good plenty of games in that one as well but it's not a slasher (laughs) yeah so we're just recommending (laughs) games at this point (laughs) shows with games uh but i just had to mention it because i really did enjoy 20th anniversary screening i mean that one is a slasher but i loved the odds more so i just wanted (laughs) to throw it in there um another one a ya recommendation um and if you enjoyed and then there were none or you enjoy that trope this would be a good recommendation it's 10 by gretchen mcneil Um, it's the YA spin on the classic. You have Meg and her friend Minnie. They find themselves invited to a party on a private island. There were 10 people at the party. Um, but then one of the house guests turns up dead and then suddenly it becomes clear that someone amongst the group has purposely used the party as a way to exact some sort of revenge and vengeance. Um, none of the guests know who the killer is. So they also don't know who the potential targets might be. Um, Meg decides to search the island for the killer or at least determine whether the killer is part of the party by process of elimination super fun super fun that sounds fun my next recommendation is curse of the reaper by brian mccauley this one is kind of slasher adjacent there's not like a lot of slashing that goes on in this but we are following a character who was the star of a slasher movie franchise. He has retired from being an actor, not to his, not by choice, but he's just like not really hired for things anymore. He's gotten older and he finds out that he is going to be replaced in a reboot. 
So he is dealing with the fact that he gave so much of his life to this franchise and then they replace him without even saying anything. Like he's never contacted. He just finds out at this horror convention that he's signing autographs at. Um, So we are following him and we are following the guy that's replacing him. He is someone who's dealing with Uh, recovering from an addiction and he's trying to get back into acting and get on his feet and then our original reaper because it's curse of the reaper um he starts to uh, maybe hear some things and he's not sure if it's something going on in his mind or if it's an extreme form of method acting and the characters maybe getting to him Ooh, that sounds <laughs> so fun i love that recommendation um yeah i love i love anytime like there's movies involved too like with my 20th anniversary screening yeah. so that one sounds super fun um, okay, my next recommendation, another YA. Um, There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. I feel like this book has been around for a while. Was it cheesy? Yes, but there's also like a Netflix movie, so it has been adapted. And I actually enjoyed the book and the show, So, but I knew it was going to be cheesy going in. I feel like some slashers, that's part of it. You know, yeah, it has to sure. be a little cheesy. So mm-hmm. um, it's like a B movie, but we love them. Yeah. So in this one, we have our main character um she moves from hawaii to um a school in small town nebraska and her and the rest of her class are being targeted by a masked killer um intent on exposing their darkest secrets um yes like i said super cheesy also it's like i said it's ya but i just i loved it so much um a new ya slasher that i just read i read it in one day um it's called you're not supposed to die tonight by kaylin Bayron. um like i said it's newly released and it's so fun especially if you like summer camp settings so we have our main character charity she's working as a final girl at camp mirror lake um Basically, she works for this company that does a full contact terror game where they invite guests to this summer camp. It's all like pretend it's like a game and they pretend like there is a masked killer on the loose and coming after them and killing off these guests. But what they do is they really like, of course, they have the actors that are playing like they're being killed. And then you have like the guests that are like hiding or they'll pretend like they were killed and then they like you know, put them off the screen or in a building, they hold them off somewhere. So the people that were with them think that they really did get killed and stuff. But the thing is, is that it's only these like teenagers running this camp, the guy that like owns it or whatever is like off site. And um, Charity's the final girl. So she's kind of like in charge of this whole thing. And it was so cool to hear about this. Like, I was like, I don't even know if I would go. Like, no, I might I like would to not. act I, in it. I might yes. like to act in it, but yes. I would not go as a guest. No, I, feel so like, I would be too freaked no, out. No, I no, I could not. <laughs> so the weird thing is is of course they're up there by themselves they actually stay there overnight like it is like a summer camp for them because they're putting on this production over the summer so they have their own cabins they stay there they eat there you know the whole summer and at night you know they're like going to the showers or the bathrooms and stuff like that so it's weird because it starts playing games with them a little bit and they don't know if they're like 
seeing things or like hearing things and like you just don't know because you could imagine how that would get to you after a while uh. like playing that every night and so they they think they see someone like around the lake and and then some of the members of the cast of the game start not showing up to work and stuff like that. So they're like, wait a minute, this is getting really suspicious. <laughs> so like I said, if you like summer camp stories, you like slashers, then you must give this one a go. Um, it's super fun, fairly short too. It's around 230 pages. Um, and what I liked about it was that it was a full contact terror game. Um, that they were acting in, but then it's like, is this happening? Is this becoming real? It was just so fun. That's nuts. I cannot imagine seeing that and being like, yeah, I'm going to sign up to do this. But also that's <laughs> so fun for a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my last recommendation is The Murders of Molly Southbourne by Today Thompson. And this is kind of unique because we are following Molly who anytime she bleeds a clone of herself pops up and tries to kill her hmm. so <laughs> not good <laughs> no <laughs> so she has to kill these clones of herself but this is not like a common thing so she doesn't want people to know it's happening and she's also trying to prevent any sort of bleeding, like a tiny drop will cause this like clone to just like oh, come no. out of the floor and start attacking her. So it's interesting because the slashing is happening by herself to herself in yeah. a weird way. <laughs> uh, so this one is a bit sci-fi with that element, but I think that's really the only sci-fi part in it. But it's, that's pretty much the plot. She's just trying to survive, but it's yeah. weird. And also, it kind of deals with the idea of, like, the psychological toll on you that it takes to repeatedly kill, and especially because it looks exactly like her. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like yeah. it would be one of those <laughs> movies where you're like, which one is the real Molly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really fun. It's actually the first in a series. I've only read the first one, but I think you can okay. read it as a standalone. Well, that's good to know because mm -hmm. I do like me a good standalone. Oh, me too. <laughs> well, that was a wrap on our summer slashers. Thanks so much for joining me, Lexi. I think you Thank had you some great recommendations. Me. Yeah, it was so much fun. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to tag Talk Bookish Podcast in your listening selfies and stories on Instagram. The link for Patreon is in the show notes along with Lexi's social media. Media. Until next time, happy reading.